0: Now, before we get into the episode, I just want to let you know that I have created a free pension calculator dashboard where you can basically fill in bits of information about your current pensions and what they're projected to be. And it's going to calculate for you your pension gap. And that's going to basically help you work out if you are on track with how much you're paying into your pension or not. So if you want your free copy... DM me the word pension on Instagram or send me an email with the word pension and I will send you access to the free tool. Okay, now let's get into it. Hello and welcome to the Mind Money Soul podcast. I am your host, Laura Ann Moore. I'm a money and mindset coach and financial wellbeing speaker and my mission is to help you feel good about money and learn how to use money as a tool to live your best life and work towards financial freedom, whatever that means to you. Every week, I explore the emotional, practical and spiritual sides of money. So if you're ready to get financially confident, grow your money and achieve your big life goals, then you're in the right place. Change your mindset, grow your money, feed your soul. Let's go. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Mind Money Soul and this is part 4 of the pension series. And this is a question that I probably get asked the most so I just wanted to make sure that I had touched on it. Now, I had um yeah, I had so many questions on this one and it makes sense right because every time that you get a new job you are enrolled onto a workplace pension. So if you have changed your job multiple times, then you're going to have pensions all over the ship shop. But the problem is, is in the UK, there is nearly £20 billion worth of unclaimed and lost pension pots. That is wild to me. So it's really important that you are on top of it. Now, just to let you know, there is something called the Pension Tracing Service, which basically is a service where they track back all of the pensions you have from all the different providers, um, which is very cool. But if you can go back and find all of those details yourself and you can then store them somewhere, we love. So let's first of all talk about some reasons why it would be good to consolidate your pensions. Number one, it's easy to keep track of them. So not only are you going to not be part of that statistic of having lost money from a lost unclaimed pension, but it means that you have full visibility across the money that you do have and the way that it is growing. And you can keep a better track of how it is performing. Because if you have like five different pensions and you've got one doing 7%, one doing 5%, one doing 2%, one doing 11%, you've got some money, little money, it can be a lot. And you're adding it all up, you're trying to figure it out. So if you can just have one place where they all are, it's giving you all the information, that is so much easier for the brain and it's going to save you time and it's going to save you hassle. Number two, there is less paperwork to deal with, right? You just combine them. And then when it comes to using your pensions in the future, you have one place that all that money is coming from. You're not getting a little bit from here, a little bit from there, filling out this bit of paperwork, filling out that bit. You're not going through multiple steps and businesses and providers to get your money. So the good thing about it is it's going to save you paperwork time. We don't like admin. Admin is long. Unless you've got somebody doing it for you, obviously. But by consolidating them, there's going to be less paperwork to deal with when you're older and you're tired and you're like, give me my money. Number three, you're probably going to save money on fees, such as like admin fees for managing the pensions, because each provider is going to probably charge you something slightly different there's going to be slightly different management and admin fees, like for each of them throughout. It might be annually, monthly at the end, etc. But if you combine them into one pension provider, you're going to just end up paying one fee, one like standard, universal, um, what's the other word? Consol- consolidate? No, that's not the word, but a standard fee. You're going to pay one fee instead of multiple fees. And that could be more cost effective in the short term or the long term. Number four is that there's going to be greater opportunities for investments. So if you have some of your pensions and they're not working hard for you right now, then combining them into one with a provider that you really like, you really trust, you like their products, you like their funds, it could be really a great option to make the most of this money because you are going to have a larger pot all together and you're going to be able to really maximize on the growth that you make on that investment by having it in one pension provider. So they're probably the four top pros of combining and consolidating your pensions. Now, here are some reasons why you might not want to combine them. So, the cons of doing it. So, one, the process of consolidating or combining them could be tricky, could be long. I know that there are businesses out there that do it, like Pension B and Penfold and things like that. Um, But you have to be, when you choose to consolidate, you're going to have to be committed to filling out paperwork, getting them all together etc and that in itself could be very time consuming especially if you have like loads all over the place but like i say this is why they have specific pension companies for it but it's something to consider Number two is you might lose out on specific benefits that are specific to each pension provider. So for example, some pension companies offer like a promised level of annuity. So annuity is when you have a guaranteed income for life, you swap your pension pot for that um, and you basically have like a guaranteed rate. Now, some of them might have a really great guaranteed fixed rate that you would love, but obviously you would miss out on that. Now, some may offer the option to take money out earlier than 55. Some may come with built-in critical illness cover. So there's all these different like benefits and features that each provider might have that some don't, which might make it hard to pick one because you want to cherry pick. Well, I want a bit of that one and a bit of that one and a bit of that one. And you're going to miss out on something if you move. So it's really worth checking out all of those benefits and finding out what each pension provider has number three there could be big fees for you to swap so they might charge you an exit fee and in this case you would need to weigh up the difference between the fees that you pay now and the fees that you pay in the future now the younger you are the more likely it is that it will be worth it because your money has time to grow back and I guess like uh, make a return to cover the cost of those fees that you've paid but if you are closer to retirement these fees might really eat into your pension pot and could make a much bigger negative impact. And the final one is if you um, have a defined benefit pension or also known as a final salary pension. So if you have one of these types of pensions, um, which is just one of the types of workplace pensions, then it's really worth moving into a different type of pension. So with your workplace pension, you can have either a defined benefit or a defined contribution benefit. Pension. They're the two different types. Um, And if you have a defined benefit pension, it's usually not worth rolling that into and consolidating that into a defined contribution plan because you would be taking on the investment risk instead of the pension scheme. And there are many additional benefits, such as entitlement to a bigger lump sum, which you would lose. So it's really just working out all of those different things. So, some things just to consider before consolidation are the investment range. So check how many different funds your current pension provider allows and offers you to invest in and compare it to the new one that you would be moving it to. So just finding out what the range of investment funds on offer is and how many you are allowed to invest into. Number two is the investment performance. So, see how well your pensions have performed over the last few years and see which one is offering you the best returns because some of your pensions may be performing better than other pensions. Now, like I've said before, your pension is being invested for you. So, that means that some of them are going to be doing better and making a better return, and some of them might be doing worse. So, it's worth having a look at which is performing best and which is performing not so best. Not so good. Number three, consider the investing costs. So you want to compare the costs of how much you will pay by consolidating versus how much you are paying in fees to have multiple pensions. You want to weigh them up. So you're looking at what's it going to cost me to move? What's it going to cost me to stay? And then we're going to compare that. Number four, you want to check the benefits. So what different benefits does each pension provider offer? And then that allows you to weigh up which are more important to you, which ones you don't want to lose, and what the new consolidated pension provider would offer. So you're basically just looking at all the different benefits, like I mentioned before. Does it have that benefit? Does it have this feature? What does the new one have? What am I okay to lose out on? What do I definitely not want to lose out on? And then you can weigh them all up. And that's not only going to help you choose a new pension provider on which ones consolidate into, but if you're actually okay with consolidating. And then the final thing to consider is what options you have at retirement. So when you get to your pension age, what do those pension providers offer you? is there a good range of options that you are happy to take or you think you are going to want to take in the future? Because you don't want to consolidate into one new pension and then you get to pension age and that pension doesn't have the option that you want. So it's just something to consider. So they're the five things that you need to take into consideration before consolidating your pension. Now, the reason why this is such a nuanced topic, an argument or chat, is because there are so many different pension providers out there that offer different benefits, that offer different features, that have different fees. And Everybody is a personalized, like, combinate, bespoke combination of all of these things. So it can be worth, if this is something you're interested in, chatting with either a financial advisor or um, chatting with, like, a pension consolidation company and, like, just having a free chat. Now, to round off this pension series, I just want to recap on what we have learned and some of the key points. It's been, it's been a big one. It's been a hefty one. So, to round up, pension products are great because they offer a tax efficient way to save for your retirement if you plan to retire at the pension age of 55 or over, which obviously is going to go up after 2028. But remember, you have control over when you retire. You do not have to retire at the pension age. You can retire before if you want to, and if you have the funds to fund your lifestyle. You get to say when you draw down on that money if you are investing your money in other ways outside of a pension. So if you are using financial products such as um, an ISA, Stocks and Shares ISA, Lifetime ISA, etc. Now, obviously, like I mentioned before, with a Lifetime ISA, you are beholden to the age in which you are accessing that money like a pension. If you are using a Stocks and Shares ISA, it is easy access. If you are using property and business to also fund your retirement, that has um, different rules and regulations. So just understanding when you can access that money is very important, but you get to pick when you retire. If you get financially independent, the age that you become financially independent technically is the age that you can retire if you have access to those funds. Now, in in pensions and in stocks and shares, you are investing your money. So the value of your investments can both rise and fall, and it's so important to educate yourself on the way that this works so that you can understand what is going on with your money. Now, you can have both a workplace and a personal pension, and you can also have different ISA accounts open and be paying into them all simultaneously. You have a £60,000 pension limit per year, and you have a £20,000 ISA limit per year, per tax year. If you have a workplace pension, maximizing your contributions can be a great way to make the most of your money whilst you are an employee because you get employee contribution and also tax relief. So it's like double free money. And the more that you pay into your pensions and investments and the longer that you invest for, the more you will have for your retirement because the longer your money has to grow. So essentially, as painful as it can be giving over money now that you would rather spend on going out, going on holidays, having fun, having experiences, your money is working harder for you the longer it is invested for because of compound interest. I talk about compound interest on my other pod, uh, on other episodes if you want to go and check those out. But maximizing your opportunities and utilizing tax-efficient accounts to grow your money is going to be what helps you get more bang for your buck. So essentially, pensions are important and really incredible uh, tax efficient ways to save for retirement. But it's just important to know like when you want to retire, how much you want, where else you're getting getting your retirement funds from. And that's going to help you understand how much you should be paying into a pension and if you are on track. Now, hopefully this helps you just understand pensions more, helps you understand and empowers you to make decisions about your own retirement and growing your retirement fund. And if you have any questions, please do drop me a message and let me know. And yeah, I've really enjoyed putting these episodes together and I hope that you found them useful. If you are listening to this and you do not subscribe or follow, please do hit that button um, because it allows me, it helps it reach more people and it helps me to um, continue to make all of this content, this good, good content for free. So thank you so much. Tune in next week for your next installment, not of pensions because pensions the series is done. We're going to be moving on to something else, but I hope you have an amazing week. Okay. Love you. Bye.